Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. You're lying. That's a lie. If that's not the biggest lie I've seen, I've seen Adam Cole in person. He's gotta be like, he's probably five. He's probably, I mean, he could be six feet maybe. I would say like five ten maybe. I saw Austin Theory in person too. Ever tell you that story? Oh, you did. Yeah, like how tall is he? It was at that um the evolution or not evolution? What's it called? It was at Evolve show. And then um they had like a meet and greet before. And then I wasn't even really allowed to go in that area because it was like it was supposed to be like you had like a special ticket to do it. But mm-hmm. you could still like walk around. You couldn't really like talk to them or like take pictures. But somebody's like trying to take a picture with them. And then like I just get like a tap on my shoulder and I turn around. He's like, dude, you mind like taking a picture of me and this guy? And I look like, at his Austin waist. Theory? I look at his waist. He's wearing like the fucking title, and I'm like, "Oh, this must be that Austin Theory dude I always heard about." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll take a picture." Of you guys. So you take a picture for Austin? Yeah, Theory? and I was like, I was like, okay, awesome. And then that was the first. That was like the first time I saw him though, like ever. Like I had known nothing about the dude. Like I just always heard him in name. <laughs> so this is the dude. Yeah, but who else was there? Matt Riddle was there. Tommaso Ciampa was there, sitting in a chair. What is this? Adam Cole is six feet, two to ten pounds. No way, he's two to ten pounds. He's got to be one eighty. He's got. I don't believe Daniel Bryan is five ten. No, no way. Daniel Bryan's like five eight. He's got yeah. He's got. He looks super short. Every yeah, and it doesn't help that every time you see him on screen, he's wearing a t-shirt and panties. (laughs) I met Seth Rollins in person. Seth Rollins is a huge dude. Like. Yeah, he's he's like what six four? They they listen. Yeah, he's got to be like six two, like six three. Like he, he's, actually, he probably might be. He might be like six four. Like he was like he was huge. Like this is like this is right before he came back from like his his like knee injury when he's like out for like like eight or nine months, or how long he was, and he's probably like hitting like whatever like every supplement. On the earth, so he was like, <laughs> I love. Oh my god, I love that stuff. If I'm being like completely real, I'll probably say this is probably tough to say, but Seth Rollins is probably my favorite wrestler right now. I don't really know. Like, I feel like it's so much talent nowadays. It's like it's hard to pinpoint exactly who the favorite. Yeah, is. you like the Messiah thing he's doing. The Messiah thing was cool, but I feel like that gimmick was just cursed. Like from the beginning, it always it never really went well. Like first he started with AOP, then like they got yeah, released. <laughs> then they got released, and then, like... But they should have like, kept him buddy. Yeah, right? And then now he's trying to, like, put him back in with him. And so it's just like, what the hell? It's like that? nothing ever happened. They put, <laughs> yeah. Austin the- they put Austin Theory in the mix with it for a second, but then he got accused of, like, like grooming some girl or something. I was like... Oh, yeah, I forgot about... And then in NXT... Back in NXT, they were just like, shh. 
It's like dream, Belgian dream. There's no way they can like do anything with him. The dream. I'm still sad about that. Can we not talk about it? Yeah, I was sad. I was disappointed in him. I was like, I was like, come on, like you, you were supposed to be the one. You're supposed to be. But he was oh, the chosen man. one, right out of John Cena's dreams. John Cena put him over in a via tweet. Via oh, tweet. What does he do? What does he do? He runs to the DMs and talks to seventeen-year-old white boys. Yeah. Oh my God. They the couldn't have at least been of age. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Hey, like, we can't. To his credit, though, he was kind of living the gimmick, though. Like, it was Velveteen Dream not like a sexual deviant? Like, yeah, he was. Like he was. His, it's like Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> not Joey Ryan. Let's not mention Joey Ryan. <laughs> this he is was a, not... he, that, that man was a deviant. That was a deviant. <laughs> All right, well, this was not the way I envisioned this show initially starting, but welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of <laughs> South Podcast. Is that is that the name we're going with? Is high is it high spots like a wrestling company or like a a ring? Shh. Well, I mean, high spots generally is the term it's you true. refer to the you know the peak of a match. So uh, think, yeah, it is. Yes, we're gonna have a hard time getting your website. All right, maybe that won't be the name of the podcast. And I, was, a I was thinking that was going to be ever evolving. Yeah, we're ever evolving. Un, uh, unnamed right now, unnamed faction right now. But, untitled, uh, untitled faction. But so yeah, we're basically Seth Rollins and his Messiah group. But I was thinking high spots because I guess like the thesis of our show is just going to be we're going to hit off like the main points of the week we're not going to go into every single detail of what's going on monday through wednesday and blah blah, blah. so i mean good. As, long, as, do. as long as high spots doesn't hit us with that cease and desist we're good <laughs> exactly yeah yeah well, we, we can stay hitting i mean they, they don't have copyright no lawsuit no problems <laughs> but hey man without further ado welcome to the show i'm your host vince mcmahon's here with my boy chad g chad g what's up and we got the slim villain here yeah what's good guys um we, we sort of started this show out on some uh very random topics i feel like that's kind of where the show is gonna end up derailing into we uh we got a few topics to talk about this week but i wanted to start the show in a very cliche way maybe we can all just like get a feel for each other but just by starting and talking about how like we first got into wrestling like what was some of your first memories what's something that brought you into like enjoying this like the art form well, my first memory of wrestling, I feel like wrestling's like always been in my life because like one of my first memories is my brother giving me an Xbox, an Xbox action figure. <laughs> but I had to have been like, like four or five years old. I remember him just giving like an Xbox action figure. I was like, oh, what's this? And then was like, like I remember, I think like the first pay per view I remember watching was like the Invasion 2001 WWE Team WWF versus. Team ECW and WCW. That's kind of a perfect time to get into wrestling because it's like so. You probably got to see like so many talents. For me, you probably didn't understand the context, but just like you got to see a mix of pretty much every aspect of the business at that time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought like I was like, yo, Booker T. Yeah, I was like, like Booker T. He's like he's the man. He's he's yeah. like the WCW champion and like like United States champion too. Right, like, and then. Well, we all know what they did with that storyline. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, you when you said, like, your action figure. I remember when my first, like, sort of introduction to wrestling was buying action figures, too. Like, I got 
Matt Hardy and Goldust, two very random like action figures. I think I was just out. I think I was just out one day like with my grandma. We went to some store and it was that's like what was on the shelf. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I think I want that. I don't know why, but, but yeah. I guess like I had a Matt Hardy action figure. Yeah, I had. Really? I had stole it. I thought somebody stole it. Oh, yeah, so you said somebody no. stole it, or I thought Dylan said he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, somebody took it. Damn. Well, hey, Dylan, what, what's your like your first memory? You would you say of wrestling? Can you recall? Uh, yeah, my dad was like he used to love wrestling a lot. He was like really into it too. Like I don't even know if he like I hope he knew this shit was fake, but he would just like <laughs> get super into it, and that's like really what I remember from being younger, like, he watched, like, the Attitude Era and stuff, and, like, he, like, smacked down a lot with Eddie Guerrero, so that's, like, the earliest memory I have it. Like, I started watching it again a little bit later, because I was just, like, flipping through, and I was like, oh, shit, like, it looks interesting. I remember that. Do you remember what time that was, like, when you started rewatching again? Probably, like, 2007-ish. Oh, yeah. Like, John Cena and Edge were, like, fighting a lot. Yes. That I was, remember that. That, that was the original Wars. That was the yeah. Era where like I officially got like sucked in as like a fan because for me, it didn't really like start the same as you did. Like I I was I didn't really grow up in like a wrestling household. I would say like my dad didn't really like it. He always just like thought like that's some fake bullshit. And like obviously like my mom didn't watch, so like I kind of just like knew a little bit about it from like my cousins liking it. Every time I would hang out with him, he would just try to like beat my ass. I remember. <laughs> He put me in like he put me in a walls of Jericho one time when I was like three. I think it was at like my fourth. Oh my god, that's one of the most painful wrestling in the world. Right, he was just like he was tap tap, and then like at the time I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was just screaming, and then like I just remember crying and telling him his ass. But but yeah, like after that, I think I had like short, like kind of like instances like where I would play with like my friend like down the street we he had like a wrestling video game I think it was like he had something like on the Xbox I really don't remember what game it was and he also had Smackdown shut your mouth oh I, I love was that like, game I was like oh shit like this shit is tough but I didn't even know that it was like a real thing I didn't know that this was like something that actually like these are real people that like perform every week until like I think maybe one day I just like found it eventually like we like what you said, Dylan. That era, like two thousand six and seven, was when I really got like hooked in. Where like that John Cena Edge storyline, I started watching like weekly, religiously. So like I think ever since then, it's just been something like always in my life. So I guess yeah, now more than half my life. Yo, Edge used to get him. Edge is so good. Oh, I didn't man. hate anyone. I didn't hate anyone more at, uh, at nine years old than Edge. <laughs> He was so good at being like he was so good at being hateable, because Jeff Hardy was like was my favorite, and then I remember when like Jeff Hardy came back, in, like two thousand six, like like his his first feud was with Edge or the first I don't even know if it was, it was a feud but like his first interaction when he came back was with Edge, and I was just like oh I hate you Edge I hate you so much. Yeah. And you love yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was never a John Cena fan. I know I always feel like I kind of like gravitated more towards like. The, the bad guy, like yeah. as I got older, I, I I was I remember when like uh, they did that one storyline with John Cena where he got stabbed in a nightclub by Carlito's <laughs> bodyguard. I was like, what, oh what no, John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> he stabbed his kidney. 
what I so why are they putting it on TV? Shouldn't they be taking this to trial? Yeah, I was, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, now we have to John Cena. <laughs> Man, I would love to go back to, like, having that feeling as a child before you realize, like, everything is, like, I mean, for me, it doesn't really, like, affect how I watch it now, but just, like, that feeling of, like, this shit is real. Like, not knowing at all that this, anything is scripted, like, that just obliviousness I, of just, like, not even really knowing. The way I justify, too, like, them being in the same locker room, like, the, the good guys and bad guys, the heels and the baby faces being in the same locker room, I was like, oh, like, like they have, like, separate, like, entrances and stuff. Like, <laughs> they, they, they have to keep apart. Yeah, 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 that's how it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, John Cena, for me, definitely, like, I guess he was, like, that figure that really, like, I guess captured me, like, as a fan, a young fan. I mean, we all know he's good with the kids. But I remember, this is going to segue to our next topic. The moment I hated John Cena was when he beat Bobby Lashley. I believe it was at the Great American Bash pay-per-view or something. Oh. Maybe it was Backlash or some shit. 2007 for the WWE Championship. That moment on, I was pissed. I wanted Bobby to win that <laughs> fucking title. And now, where are we now? Where are we at now, Cena? 2021. My boy Bobby Lashley has won the WWE Championship. He's on top of the mountain. And John Cena's out here doing talk commercials. Yeah. And doing very well. Doing very well financially, too. Toyota commercials. <laughs> Be careful before a Vincent man dial him up. Have John Cena come oh, over no. and take oh, the no. title in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, he's like, hey, please he's like John, you're busy at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, you're busy. I need you to come beat Bobby's ass. <laughs> but no, in all, in all seriousness, though, I think this Lashley run that we going on, they finally giving him his spotlight. Like, because this is like, the peak of what we've seen Bobby Lashley's character at like before he it's been a long time coming for a long time he's been in the business like not really having much of a character just kind of coming out as just like this strong ass dude that's what he was back in the day just bigger shit athletic mm -hmm. everybody knew he had the talent but he had no character now that he's there with MVP in the Hurt Business it's like a whole different aspect a whole different side to like what this man it's can like be. a package now it's an entire package and now that it's here I think it's like they need to take this off to the moon, like the Rockets. Like, they need to strap the Rocket on his back, give him a dominant run, at least until SummerSlam. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like he's been being booked pretty strongly, like, as of late already. Mm -hmm. So that kind of helps it, too. But they got to keep him going. He can't lose at WrestleMania. He can't. I want to mm -hmm. get to that. But let's just, like, at first, let's just talk about the match, though. Like, because all night they had us waiting. They was like, you know – we knew Miz was going – as soon as, like, that bell rang, he would have no chance. But you always know with the Miz, it could be some bullshit. Mm -hmm. So, I like how they played up on that and just, like, having him, like, trying to weasel his way out the match. Did you think that they were, like, not going to deliver on this match? To, no, like, absolutely I, not. I was thinking 100%, like, they're not going to do this match tonight. Mm -mm. Like, this is just, like, a bait and switch. They're going to wait until, like, fast lane or something to do the, yeah. to do the match. I was like, there's yeah, no that's way. Yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do. I had a no, like I I was fully confident that like they would go with it because like especially like when they started playing with the bullshit, I was like it's definitely happening because like they're teasing it so much, and like they know like and for me it was like it's no point in keeping it on Miz like all that win was for it was just for him to have like that quick moment. He really didn't mm -hmm. need to hold it that long, and with Bobby being yeah. that hot, it was like they need to pull the trigger. They need yeah. to pull the trigger. And this is the and, second time, like, MVP's, like, resuscitated his career because he did that in TNA, too, when he became, like, Impact yep. World Champion. Like, he was MVP managing him with, like, the, the beatdown. Actually, I don't, even, I don't think it was a beatdown clan. Uh, actually, it might have been. Yeah, it was a beatdown clan that they had. 
Mm-hmm. Like MVP's like done this like twice with Bobby Lashley. Right. He, he he's like the beat down class. <laughs> he's like MVP. He's been like probably like ironically he's like, he's been probably like the most valuable person for Raw. Oh, absolutely. In the past year. It's like how what he's done with Cedric and Shelton too. Like where would Raw be without the Hurt Business? They're the spotlight of the show. I mean, Raw is a shit show. And, it is. It is. But they are, they are like the, I don't even know, like the sprinkle on top of that piece of shit. Like, yeah. The glitter. Like, they're the glitter <laughs> that makes the shit sparkle. You know what I mean? Like, the sprinkle on top of the shit Sunday. Yeah. Like, but I mean, hey, like when you mentioned that Impact Wrestling storyline with like Bobby Lashley just dominating the roster. And then ultimately, who did he end up facing? Drew Galloway. Drew McIntyre, white ass. <laughs> now, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fence here because, look, let's give all the props that's due to Drew McIntyre for carrying this company throughout this year, through the pandemic, whatever. He had his moment at Mania last year, and I'm expecting it to lead to him facing Bobby at this year, but they cannot – go forward with Drew winning and beating Bobby. They can't. They can't. You want to know why? Yo, go ahead. They want to turn on him. You think he's going to have a turn? Yeah, they could do a double So people turn are going to turn on him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. If they have a live crowd, I feel like people are not going to side with Drew. I feel like people are more invested in Bobby way more now than they are with Drew. Like, Drew well, didn't have a character this entire year. What What is the hurt business? Like, what healish things? Remember when they – remember when Retribution was, like, taking over Raw – like attacking everybody who confronted them the hurt right. business they look uh, badass doing it too the they came out in their suits just rolled up their sleeves and it's and yeah. like they're outnumbered too and they still fought them like there's, there's not really anything that heelish about the hurt business the only thing you could argue about them being heelish was when they beat matt riddle ass but everybody wanted to see matt riddle get his ass yeah, matt riddle's kind of, yeah. kind of an annoying shit <laughs> that's what I'm saying like <laughs> I wanted to see that no I agree like the Hurt Business are like the ultimate faces right now like but that's what you like that's something that's really unique about them too like they have like a badass aura to them that's usually affiliated with a heel yet they act in a like baby face way so it really makes them like really dope like they not Drew just comes out here and he's just like I love defending this title for you people at home <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I love he's like, you guys are the reason why I fought every year. And he's like, I love the legends too. They're great. They're amazing. Hulk Hogan, you're my best buddy. Like, I don't want to see that bullshit. And then when a live crowd comes back, they're going to say, fuck that. Fuck Drew McIntyre. This nigga Bobby's taking over. In, in, the, in the, the, the sad part too about Drew, like, he was so over with the crowd. Like, when he won the Royal Rumble and, like, leading up to WrestleMania, like, the crowd would have popped huge for him being Lesnar. Yeah. But like now it's been like a year and like the epidemic has just like water drained <laughs> drained everybody like drained his total run and now like it, 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 the run's over I think like yeah I think I think it's time to hang it up I mean, like it's time to, to regroup as a character he did great him. yeah what he got I guess like it wasn't I guess it wasn't much with him to work with like he did kind of the pandemic happened in a very like in opportunistic time, like, um, and he's been putting on great matches too. Like, yeah, he's been, he's yeah. Been very, he's done great. He's been great in the ring, but it's just like, it's hard. I don't it's think they should milk it dry. Yeah. 
Does he really it's, need to win a title three times? He's already two time champion. People that was so necessary. Yeah, people that Randy Orton a title to Randy mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Like, wh- why could you not have him? Just like, you know how much more impactful would have been if he was a champion for almost a year. Like, you think he's going to? You think Drew McIntyre is going to WrestleMania? <laughs> he just wins the Elimination Chamber, defends his championship, and then the Miz's weasel ass comes and like picks up the scraps. Like that, the storyline is like ten times better then, because then like, because then you have like even more beef between him and, and Lashley, like off of that. Like, it's just like little like, things that like Daddy like misses on that you're like, why yeah. did you do that? It's like they shoot themselves in the foot because they don't plan like anything out. I don't think like they don't plan anything out like past like a few weeks, like a few hours. Yeah, a few hours even. I really don't blame them though because. I think that's just a testament to how fans are because, like, they often change what they're doing off of, like, reaction. But, now, but is that is that partially Dundee's fault that, that they've conditioned their audience to to do that? Like, to... To, like, to be, exp- like, to voice themselves so much? Or, like... Well, we're not, like, to, like... Because they have, like, ADHD, like, storytelling to yeah, not really, like, care about, like, what's happening with the storyline. Like, I, like, I feel like that's partially, like, their fault. Why people like weren't as invested in storylines because like they've been like burnt so many times. Yeah, we like, kind of expected to happen, right? Like open-ended storylines or like, like just like nonsensical things that happen. Like remember Shipping Man's lockbox when he came back <laughs> at WrestleMania 13? Like Mr. Man's talking about this some kind of lockbox or something. Of course you don't, because he never paid that off. Nope. <laughs> I do not remember. Like why did he also why do you even face the Undertaker? At WrestleMania that year. That made no sense, but I digress with that. Who are we talking about? When Shivik Band faced uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. I was just like making a point about like how they like they don't pay off like storylines and stuff. Like they like introduced like there was some kind of like lockbox or something that like Shivik Man had, and then like they just dropped that like immediately. I have no recollection of this lockbox, so I guess that's just a testament to. <laughs> <laughs> like raw underground. Oh yeah, yeah. Raw underground. Like you what know, was that? They needed to. They needed to bring that shit back. I kind of liked it a little bit. It was, I think I, it was a good like. It was a good idea. Just oh, yeah, city execution. Yeah, it needed a little bit. Uh, a little bit of tweaking. It was a good vehicle actually for like for the hurt business like, for to get back yeah, to that's, that's what I'm saying. But when they did that, I thought they were trying to go in a direction where, like, the Hurt Pistons was going to, like, own the club and, like, they were going to own Raw. Yeah, that, that would have been, yeah, like, bad. That would have been cool. Fire. Been they fire. never let things breathe or, like, give it time to, like, grow into things. If it gets, like, one bad reaction, they're like, nope, cut it, scrap it. Remember yeah. Rick Moss yeah. <laughs> was supposed to be, like... Yo, what the fuck happened? Oh, didn't he, like, tear his ACL or something? Oh, yeah, I think he did get injured. Yeah, or he, he was, injured. like... Or I think one day he was just like, I've been working with a torn ACO this whole time. Ha, 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 LOL. Well, that's and, crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. was like, what? It took him off the TV. Riddick Moss was supposed to be the next guy. They, they fucking fed him, fed Ricochet to him like two weeks in a row. I mean, Ricochet's just been like nothing. It's no, got it. Ever, ever since Ricochet started wearing them as shorts, yep. Yeah, oh my God. I think, it, I think you're right. That was like like right before that like Lesnar match where yes. he like just Lesnar wrecked him. Came out with the fucking panties on. <laughs> Why do they have Bobby Lashley has to break the curse here? How come every time oh, a black wrestler faces Lesnar, they gotta get no offense in? Like what? Why? Why is Bro, that? Bro, I was 
so tight on that Kofi Kingston. I was still. I, I almost stopped. I was like, I'm gonna stop watching. Like, I was so pissed. I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was so mad. You think anytime Brock is presented with like a match with a black man, he's like, I yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's lesser though. Like, See, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Lesser gives a fuck. Honestly, I don't think it's. It's, it's the cup. Like, is that guy? You see him? Like I honestly don't think Lesnar gives a like gives a shit like who who like he's like I don't care like, are you paying me like, like ten million dollars like I don't give a fuck like to, to wrestle like I'll wrestle like five minutes ten minutes like thirty seconds I don't oh, care oh that match was like ten seconds I was like wow I was staring at the TV yeah. like is this shit people, really happening right now and then people were like like oh like it's not realistic because Kofi Kingston. Is like a, is like a smaller guy. Meanwhile, like Lesnar's having like ten minute matches with like Rey Mysterio and like yeah, Finn Balor like, and Finn stuff. Balor. And like Kofi's like, like bigger than like b- both of them, <laughs> so like it makes no sense. Totally just being never gave him a rematch. Like yeah, like nothing. I was like, wow. And then the follow up was kinda... worse too, because because you can do a storyline where like Kofi has to like find himself like after that and like rebuild. Like rebuild himself and like like make his way back up like like the rankings and stuff, but they pretend just like, like had him come happened. out and like smile and pretend like nothing happened and yeah. like. I remember thinking they were kind of yes. building up something when like he was doing some random interview and then like he had like the pancake in his hand. Oh, yeah. he was like, "I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine." Or something, and then like, he just crumbled the pancake. And I, I was think, like, "Oh, we're I, going somewhere with this." I think that was the new day. Too. I, like, I think he said in an interview, like that was that was him. That was him doing oh, that, like on his like, own, like just yeah. to try to get something going. Because I just, think he yeah. knew, like, I think like I gotta do something. That was like the show. smart, like internal, like performer in him, knowing that like every time you go out there, they always say like when you're given the light, like it's your opportunity to like show them something. I also, I also feel like anytime somebody gets like a random push or something, it's because of like them going outside of what is expected to do yes. something. You know what I mean? So, like, even if they hand you with a script saying, like, oh, you got to say this, it's, like, depending on how you deliver it or, like, if you add some other kind of, like, characteristic to it, that could lead to something else or, like, you know what I mean? And that's what I was hoping would happen, but... In the New Day are so smart at that. Like, their entire run, they've been so smart doing, like, those, like, little things that, like, can catch on, like, yeah. with the audience and, like, they help get themselves over. Mm-hmm. Like... Like they're like think about like where they started from like and they had like that like preacher gimmick mm-hmm. at the beginning and like and they uh, took it all yeah. the way to the championship at WrestleMania like and now crazy we look at over on SmackDown we see Big E and like where do y'all think they're going like obviously we all know that he's getting the push but like they really they're strapping the Rockets his back like even just like the small little things you notice, like, on SmackDown this week, they play, like, two vignettes just saying, like, oh, he's going to be back, like, next week. And I was like, the dude's been going for two weeks. Why do you need to play, like, a preview saying, oh, he's going to be back? Like, <laughs> you can just <laughs> tell. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, why can't he just pop up? Like, he's been going, like, okay, the thing happened with Apollo. We're going to get to him in a minute. But it's like, mm. you can definitely tell they're, like, really investing time in Big E, especially that 24 documentary that came out. Yeah, that was excellent too. You yeah, checked I, that I out? Saw, yeah, I saw that. That was like, like especially too what he's doing too with that, um, with his like, with his. I think it's a like GoFundMe uh, or Kickstarter, like that. That our heroes rock, where he's like making like an animate series about like Black history. Right. Like Biggie, like he's like one of the. He's like a perfect person, for, like to represent like, the company, like the strap rocket too. Like he's got like everything, like. 
He's got the charisma, got the got the size, like not the height, but like he, he, he can go in the ring too. Like, yeah. Do you think so? Do you going back? Have you seen that like talking back? Nah, talking back, talking smack interview with Paul Heyman on there. Obviously, the work he's done on there, elevating talent. Did you see like his prediction to what he said like to Biggie when he was like talking to him in the interview? He was pretty much saying like how. And at the end of the day, Biggie's run pretty much all of his stuff with the New Day will be a footnote compared to what he will become. You think that's going to be accurate? I don't know if like if if it'll be like a footnote, but I think he'll. I think he'll definitely be like one of like the like the top guys for the next like five ten years in WWE. I think he has like that kind of potential to be like a consistent main eventer. Yeah, but then again, like it might be because, like, do you think about when you think about Roman Reigns? Do you think about like the Shield as much, uh, oh. or like Seth Rollins, or like Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley? I don't really. Yeah, I don't really think about the Shield at all, to be honest. But then, but then again, New Day has had like a run that's been like five times as long <laughs> as the Shield's exactly. run was, and like a lot more success than the Shield did as like a unit. I guess it also depends on what the New Day, like, outside of Big E does after this, too. Because if they stay as a tag team, obviously we're always going to still think of the New Day. But are Kofi and Xavier always going to be a tag team as well, or are they just going to split off eventually? I think they need to let, like, Kofi, like, get, like, another shot at, like, trying to be, like, a main eventer. Like, because he, like, I feel like they're kind of just, like, like, stagnating them, but just, like, keeping them in the tag, tag division. It's not, like I feel like he has like a ready-made feud with like Ali, like already. He can like, you can put him in there. With anybody. I mean, after Mania, you could put him up against Bobby, have a new day versus her. Yeah, you could. Because like, Bobby, Bobby, like even like I think he put on like Instagram, like he said like the Kofi's like thank you for leading the way. Yeah. On that. Oh man, I, I would love that. Be the that would be the first time we see a black champion one on one against a black challenger in the main event, would it not? It'd be the second time, actually, because the first one was uh, – I should read like, an article about this. This is – the first one would be – was uh, The Rock and Booker T. Summer oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait. Well, that was the WCW heavyweight title, wasn't it? Yeah, this is the first W championship. All right, all right, all right. I mean, okay, we can count that. But I'm saying, like, oh, yeah. All right, yeah. You're right. But even well, – Technically, WWE. Never, it's never been like, a WWE title. But even just, like, that's the only main event between two black wrestlers, like, yeah, like and that was so long ago. How long ago was that? 20, 20 years. 20 years. That's crazy. Like, that is crazy to think of. Like, Even it's just. Not like, it's not like there's not been, like, black wrestlers that, like, are talented enough to be, like, main eventers. But they just, like, every time that they give, like, a black wrestler push, it feels like it's, like, one at a time. Like, mm-hmm. you got to wait your turn. Once in a blue moon. And we're only, like, two years removed from Kofi getting his run, so. This is just a sign of what's to come for the future. Like, it's so many talented black wrestlers out there now. Like, it's they really like changing the landscape. Just, I mean, just like every other sport. Just like every other sport. Like, come on, let's be real. Come yeah, on, I, I mean, y'all, can, y'all can have it for a little bit. Y'all can have it for a little bit, but give us our time, give us our shine, and eventually we're gonna come out as the dimes. And you can't forget the women too. You might have a main event this year. I mean, in a few months with Bianca Belair. And Sasha Banks, I might yeah. meet an event one of the nights of WrestleMania, too. Yeah, what's going on with that storyline? What's up with the 
But Reginald, why? why oh my god, why do they have to put like? It makes no sense. Like, why do you <laughs> I'm have confused. To, like, did Stassi just like take him away from Carmelo? Like, I thought he was like he was with Carmelo <laughs> for a little bit. He was like he was like I mess with these white girls no more. Yeah, he's like he's like it's Black History. I can't I can't, I can't call Carmelo. Like, I can't do this no more. I mean, <laughs> I guess yo Reginald's just doing his due diligence and just like chasing the bag where the bag resides. You know, you got to go with Sasha, the boss, the money maker, the champ. But why would Sasha chill around Carmella for? Why would Sasha be such a wine? But Sasha's not interested. Yeah, Sasha, Sasha ain't interested in in Reginald's services. Yeah, slept the shit out of him. Like. And, like, I don't understand why they even need to put like Reggie in. This. I don't know why they're why they're doing this like this like uh, tag team storyline again. Didn't they do that the last pay per view with them challenging for the tag titles? Like, yeah, I think it's laziness. They have no other ideas to to get them like feuding with each other, like Sasha Bianca. Because I understand like it's probably hard because they're both like baby faces at this yeah, point. There's really got to be them. something to. To get them to like feud with each other, it's not that hard though. Like, yeah, Sasha, I'm hard. the boss. Beyond, yeah, I'm the boss. I'm the EST. It's, like, it's just two egos <laughs> colliding. Like, yeah, like, I'm the boss. Yeah. No, you're not. I'm better than you. I'm you're the not best. Like, I'm, I'm the best. best. <laughs> I'm the best. Like, easy. It's really not that hard. Anything you can do, I can do better. Like, easy. But this is just this just shows the WWE is terrible at writing women's storylines in general. They need women writers. Like, they don't know. How to write a compelling story. Yeah, they don't know how to write a compelling story with two women. Why do we need to insert this random ass man into the storyline? Why do you need to put Ric Flair in with with, with, uh, Charlotte's storylines? Right. Like, where's Asuka? Like, like, where's Asuka Uh, been? Oh, she got injured, I think. But even before that, that, was was that real? Was she got her fucking teeth knocked out? Yeah. Oh, no, that was real. That was real. Yo, Shayna and I might be the real hurt business. If you know, <laughs> they really be hurting people, yo. Oh, for that shit slow motion. Really fuck you up. Wow. I I did not know that she like kicked her fucking teeth out. That's crazy. But even before then, like they were not using Asuka like at all. She's always just been like a background in her own in every few she's been in, which makes no sense. Yeah. I don't like, get she, it. Like I really don't get it. She's had a very background title run. Ever since Becky yeah. left, like, I feel like just, all her title reigns are like that. She's just there. Even how she like won it, like with like that was a cool moment. <laughs> Becky where, like, just she gave her like like the in like the briefcase, like oh here you go, here's the title. She's like, I'm pregnant, have it, bitch. I'm leaving. Oh yeah, but then Sasha won it too. Did she beat her for the title at some point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she got it back. Like Oscar's best run was when she was in NXT. And she had a heel run. She was just like spinning. oh yeah, people in Japanese all the yeah. time. And she that was the suits. best. Triple H knows how to how to book women in, in NXT. Yeah, I think they have. Do they have Becky James working down there? Oh, no, I think that was something else. But um, yeah, NXT tends to do better with people. Except I mean, for Bianca Belair, though, I feel like he didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. Like he he was sitting on Bianca Belair for like years. And didn't I think anything he definitely should have been. I feel like he knew. Months. I feel like he must have knew. Like as soon as I put effort into her, Vince is gonna want to just call her to fuck up the next moment. Like, and she did at this, at this I mean, but it's not like <laughs> he was like, doing anything with her, so he yeah, might as well. Yeah. He was like, the minute I put in any effort into making her character, they're gonna call her up a week later. Like I think Rhea Ripley and like Bianca Belair, like that's like another like money feud like down the line. Like if you keep them separate, I'm like like Rhea Ripley on Raw and like yeah, Bianca they, on they SmackDown. They said she's going to Raw, right? They did say she's yeah. Going to Raw. 
like maybe like, like Survivor the, Series next year, like that could be like, like that could be like the women's like championship match, like the two champions like versus each other. Honestly, we might have to record that soundbite because I think you would be absolutely right that next SummerSlam, Rhea Ripley will be Survivor Raw. Series. I mean, yeah, Survivor Series. I'm sorry. Rhea Ripley will most mm-hmm. likely be Raw Women's Champion. Bianca will be SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm willing to bet money that that's going to be the match. And that match is going to be fire, too, because, like, if that if that yeah, end of the Royal match. Rumble was, like, any indication, like, they have, like, amazing, like, chemistry with each other. Yeah. So, I mean, I forgot how we even got on this topic, but if we want to start fantasy. Oh, yeah. Big E somehow. I wanted to – um when we were talking about Big E, I wanted to just kind of talk full scope, like, the SmackDown roster in general. I mean – I wanted to talk about Apollo, and I also want to talk about this Roman Edge. But I guess we can get into Apollo real quick because I do want to shed some light on his uh his new character that he's bringing up and introducing to us all. Um, which in his in his words is tr- the true Apollo. Now he's the real African American. Yeah, judging from his <laughs> judging from his promo on SmackDown, is that Cap or is this really the real Apollo? Okay, so last week, like, the way he explained it, like, the way he used the accent last week, it was better than I feel like how he did it this week. Because, like, he just gave his whole promo in the accent. And I was like, wow, this is, like, it's not, like, what he was saying. It was just, like, I couldn't get over, like, how much he was kind of forcing it, I feel yeah. like. See, I, I think, like, See, I don't know, like, how – because he, he is Nigerian. So, I don't know if he, like, puts on, like, an accent if he's, when he's with his family or or, or whatever, or, or, like, how he talks. Like, so, I, I can't say the, if that's, like, the real him or not. But, uh, but like, I, I feel like they're walking, like, a like a fine line with this character. Mm. Where, like, yeah. I, like, like, I, I like that he's, like, shown, like, so, he's been shown so much, like, confidence and stuff, and, like, he actually, like, has, like, a character that he can, like, sink his teeth into, because, like, for so many years, like, he's had, like, so much potential, but, like, he had, like, nothing, like, character-wise, so I'm, I'm glad he finally has that going for him, but, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Muhammad Hassan, when you do, like, a character that's, like, a heel, and you bring in, like, their, like, ethnicity, or, like, their nationality into it, like you can, you're walking a fine line between becomes like tasteless or like offensive. Like yeah. Muhammad Hassan, like he was when he first started out, like he was a lot more nuanced of a character. But then at the end, like his last appearance, he has a bunch of guys like like dressed as terrorists, like choking the Undertaker out with like piano wire, and then he's off TV after that forever. Like it's, it's almost like you know they're gonna try and see how far they can take it. Yeah. yeah. That's but I feel like, like the, that's 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 the thing I need to keep like right now I'm like I, I I'm giving it some room to to grow yeah, I'll put, but I'll I'm put, skeptical. I feel like there's not much they can really do with that now though, especially since it's like no heel heat they can really gather from the crowd. Like it's not like he's gonna come out and just be like I hate Americans. Like I feel like that would be the point where it would kind of get become shit because oh, America. Like, yeah, like <laughs> as soon it seems like as soon as they bring in like any like kind of like foreign pride gimmick, and it's always like they have to just bash America. Like why can't he just be prideful of his Nigerian ancestry? Like he doesn't have to start saying fuck America and all this. And why yeah. do they always like turn them heel and then make them like? Like prideful of their of their heritage, 
like they, I feel like they do that all the time. Like even like Jinder Mahal when he like got like the W Championship, like they lean like heavily into his Indian heritage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like or like or, or I guess Mustafa Ali like they have like, yeah he, he was especially him like they I feel like they they do this every time with heels like they're like anybody that's from like a, a foreign country like they're like like oh like you're a heel because. Because of Mustafa Ali just form. comes out and says, "You hate me because I'm different than you," and then they're like, "Boo!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what are you booing? Oh, like in in WWE, literally the heels are the ones that make sense. Like, look at when Daniel yeah. Bryan was on his heel run. Oh yeah, one. he he I'm was literally save like, the earth. yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm gonna save the earth. earth. I have a championship that's completely biodegradable. <laughs> <laughs> made out of recycled materials. He like, took her belts. He took her towels. <laughs> oh, there's a promo I saw from like I think it was like '97 when like in like Bret Hart. It was like the Nation of Domination DX and the Hart Foundation. They had like a segment, and then Bret Hart is just like everybody knows that the United States of America is the most racist country in the world. And then, and then like the whole crowd just like starts booing him and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? He's right. <laughs> and then like, Oh, that, I got to send you that, that, that segment. Cause like, that's probably one of the most wild like segments I, I've ever heard. Just like how much like they talk about race. And that, that's the one where, where, uh, where DX says that, that the Hart Foundation spray painted the N word in the nation's locker room. <laughs> they, they would never be able to get away with it now. <laughs> so if they can't, do yo, it, Vince McMahon saying the N word on live television. Oh my god! How did that happen? Let's not get into it. You can spill that another time. <laughs> anyway, how can Apollo like draw more heel heat, like despite the obvious of like saying like you know school America or whatever? Because we don't want to see him go down that path. So I guess. What are they gonna do now? Just make him like aggressive? I, I yeah, I think they just gotta make him like super, super cocky. I guess I don't know. And he has the two bodyguards now too, so they'll probably interfere in his matches. The Biggie. I mean, normally I would say like making like a black character just be more aggressive would sound like kind of just like wrong or just like kind of corny or cheap. But like I feel like in this case. It's definitely needed because we all wanted Apollo to like show something. Before it was kind of yeah, crazy. he always came out smiling, just like following the rules or whatever. It's just like being this general happy guy, but now we actually like get to see another side of him, which I think. Is cool. Yeah, this actually like makes sense for him to be more aggressive. Like it, made, like his reasoning made sense. Yeah, like he, like he's not trying to appease like people anymore. Like it, it's got him nowhere. Him trying to like just be nice and like try to like hide who he is. Like now he could be like. He could fully be himself now. I mean, I really like this character idea because it really has, like, layers to it. Because, like, a lot of people do live, like, you know, people who come from other countries do live, like, this life where they feel like they have to, like, be accustomed to, like, American ways or, like, change how they are in order to fit in. And I feel like that could be the explanation as to why Apollo was always so subdued, like, as a character. You know, he was always just, like, trying to be happy, trying to be smiling, like, trying to just fit in. And just like, now he's like, oh, fuck all this. Like, I'm, I come from like royalty. Like, yeah, I, like what do you <laughs> like? And also too, like that's also like a real issue too. Like between like Africans and like Black Americans and stuff. Like that's like that's also like a layered like nuanced like 
like thing like like people in like in Africa in, in Africa like they have different issues than people in America than black Americans do like they're not like all the same like plights and stuff so like there's some differences in doing there but like I don't know I don't know if I trust WE to to handle that <laughs> yeah I wonder how many black riders really are in the room I'm I'm guessing like one or zero <laughs> So, hey, um, I'm hoping that uh, this feud that we have building up to WrestleMania with Roman and Edge will become something that's going to be satisfactory. Because at this point, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I mean, I think, Chad, me and you spoke on it a bit through text when after Edge won the Rumble. But for me, Roman versus Edge just does not scream WrestleMania main event. Am I wrong? Am I, am I like just not following? Or I think like Edge is Edge is like a, a star, but like he's like kind of like he's not like a top tier like superstar, right? Like he's like especially he's, in this age, like, below. yeah. Especially yeah. like. Like at forty-seven years old, like I think Edge can still go in the ring. Like I think he can still like put on like a great match with like Roman Reigns. But like, is he like a draw to that that you like need to see like this Edge match? Like at, especially at this point, like I don't know if that's the case. And like maybe SummerSlam. Yeah, like a yeah. Summer, like he like, like a SummerSlam. It doesn't it doesn't really feel like a WrestleMania like main event. Mm. Like but. Like who could Roman would Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns be a a better WrestleMania main event than this? I don't know if that's the case. I think that that Edge and and Roman Reigns is probably like a bigger match than that, but they also have more history. I feel like it could have been. I feel like late around last year I was kind of more sold on Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns being a main event. If mm-hmm. they would have like played it up well. But, like, then he kept losing, and then he was, like, yeah. there, and then he wasn't there. And then, like, it was kind of just all over the place. So, I think I actually didn't feel like that. I agree with that. I think, like, Daniel Bryan, like, he's a very, like, giving, like, performer. He's I too think, obsessed with losing now. Yeah, he gave too much, I think. I think he I think he took some of his shine. Like, Daniel Bryan, like, I feel like, I feel like he's not, like, the underdog. Like mm-hmm. he shouldn't be like I feel like he I feel like he thinks that like his character's but like he's like a five time like world champion in WWE at this point. Like mm-hmm. I think he should start like he, he shouldn't have like taken as many losses as he did, especially if they weren't gonna like do anything with Cesaro really in like the main event. Like I understand if Cesaro's like the next if Cesaro was the one in the, the match at Fast Lane against Roman Reigns, but like now that's Dan O'Brien, it kinda is, like, it's kinda like why did you have Cesaro beat Daniel Bryan like all those times? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make, it doesn't really make sense. Go. Yeah. Does he is does he think ironically too highly of himself to think that he's only someone who can put other people over at this point? Because like I don't know, like some people kind of consider it like he's doing a service to people in the business, but it's also kind of like okay, you think you're so great that you can just put everybody over and just not have any legitimacy to your character anymore? Like, It's um, kind of what happened with, like, Chris Jericho, I think. Like, yeah. his end of his 30 run, like, he has, like, all this cachet that he has built up and stuff. And then – but then he keeps losing to, like, Fandango and stuff at, like, 
WrestleMania. And then, like, mm-hmm. every loss is, like, diminishing returns, basically. I think that's what's happening with Daniel Bryan, too. Like, you like you have, like, like a name value and stuff. This value to, like, yeah. your character. But, like, if you keep losing, like, you're going to, like, lose, like, some of that luster. So exactly. You. It's like, at one in one sense, he's kind of, like, trying to do us a service, but then the other is, like, you're kind of devaluing who you are. Like, we don't like you are taking you're depriving us pretty much of what could be because he still has the capacity to you know like go for another run like he knows he can pull that out the bag at any time but I guess to his credit he feels like he doesn't need to do that but at the same time it's like if if you're still up to go and like this could mean actually like you could actually be in a storyline that means something and why would you not want to go for that you know what I mean yeah yeah like like, like I don't I don't know like what like Dan Bryan like like what do you do with like his character? You have him like just like meet everybody or what like, you don't have him yeah, I mean it is a tricky situation because it's like you don't want him to beat everybody, but at the same time you don't want him to lose to everybody either. So it's like he's kind of just I, in this weird middle ground. I think it's like it's like you don't have him lose Cesaro if you're not gonna do anything with Cesaro. Exactly. Like if you have him lose like to main eventers, basically. Like, that's you have Daniel Bryan lose to. But you have, like, beat, like, everybody else that's, like, in mid-carder, like, upper mid-carders. Like, you have him, like, go through the, all those people. So then it means more when Roman Reigns beats, like, Daniel Bryan. Maybe we just see him too much because, like, if he's trying to, like, do his job and, like, put everybody over in the roster, like, showing up on SmackDown every week, that's going to devalue him. But if he comes back every once in a few months and has a, like, spectacular match with, like, Cesaro – or like Buddy Murphy or like Ali or something like then that would make him look like, you know, somebody credible to beat. But if he's just losing every single week, then that's different. Yeah. I think like, too, like, I think that's like the, like, like the brilliant thing they've been doing with Roman Reigns, like everything he's done has felt like meaningful. Like every mm-hmm. single like step, like every promo, like every match, like every action that Roman Reigns takes, like there's like a meaning behind it. Like while he's doing this. Right. And they and they, like, they protected him well. Like Kevin Owens, like Kevin Owens got like good off. I think Kevin Owens came out a few. Well, I think it went on too long. KO got too many shots at that. I was I was about sick of that shit. I'm sorry. Like I think if they ended it like a like a pay per view earlier, like it would have been like Kevin Owens would have benefited from that too. Yeah. But going to war like Roman Reigns basically he goes like toe to toe with him. The thing so, like, that carried out too long. The thing that's tough with Roman right now is like who can believably beat him, and it's like really only like. Two or three people, I would say three people max. I would say maybe Big E, maybe Daniel, and Seth Rollins. That's like the only. Oh yeah, I think I, so. I think that's that's the same. that's the only three that I could see potentially challenging Roman. Even then, I don't think either of them are beating him at this moment. Would you, Would you do that match at SummerSlam? Seth Rollins versus Roman. Seth versus Roman. I would do that next we, SummerSlam. You have, to, you have to turn yeah. like I don't. Know if you, you can't do heel versus heel. I don't think for like a SummerSlam main event. Can yes, you? I think, can you not? I mean, who would people cheer? I think people might who would, cheer for Roman Reigns. Yeah. So I think and you want to keep Roman Reigns a heel. I think so. I think you have to like turn like Seth Rollins. Turn Seth face. But I don't know why. But like, I, I don't know if he would if you want that because like he saw like what happened last time. He was face. He was a face. I mean, what if we see Seth potentially team up with Roman for like let's say like a month? Some they work something out. They're like, you know what? Seth takes a like L to or not takes a L, but like he kind of like 
proverbially bows down to Roman is like, all right, you know what? Like, we got to join forces to say SmackDown. And then they kind of – Two-man power trip. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they have like a two-man power trip situation. Like eventually, Roman, eventually, Roman says, "No, nah, fuck this." He gets his payback against Seth, trains yes. on him. That's how you turn Seth face. You don't really have to change the character much. Just kind of, he becomes face just out of the result of Roman trading on him. I like that a lot too, because that pleases like Roman Reigns is like mob boss type character, like yeah. just suckering in Seth Rollins, taking everything. He's like sweet, mm-hmm. and then he just like. Lays him out like one week. He's just like, you think I forgot about that? You think I forgot what you did to me? You're right. <laughs> like, oh man, I I kind of like that. Like Roman Reigns, like writing like all the wrongs that <laughs> that he had in his career. Like he needs to face John Cena because John Cena sunned him real bad when they had their feud and they had that like promo battle. I forgot was, that they had a match with each other. Like John Cena absolutely like ran circles around Roman Reigns. I I feel like. It was, he, John Cena went off script to yeah. do that too. Like he went like yeah. he was going hard on him too, like embarrass him in that promo. Like he blindsided him. If they yeah. ran that back now, mm, Roman oh, don't get enough credit for these promos, man. Yo, Roman, him, him, they, they would be like level playing field. I think now, yeah. It, it, but back then, it wasn't even fair. Like why would you see that it rains? The <laughs> thing, the thing about Roman's character, I mean, to cut you off, but the thing about Roman's character now that's like so like so and like like pivotal i guess is just a, like he has the stat sheet to back it all up like no matter what people say he can always just be like i main evented five wrestlemanias or whatever four wrestlemanias you know he, he could just say he's like a franchise basically yeah he could basically say like i'm the face of this shit like he's a tom brady yeah like yeah like in like when even on promo this week when he said like he's like they need me more than I need them. Like, this company needs me <laughs> as champion. <laughs> like, right. Because, you know, if he I got a call from like, Hollywood, he'd be going. He's like, I put, he's like, he got the new teeth in. Like, he's like, I got, he's like, he's like, I put food in everybody's plate in this company, basically. If you beat me for the championship, you're taking food off of your plate. Yeah. He's the face of the company. And if, if we look across the border, we have another face of a company. His name is Kenny Omega. I'm just, I'm sorry. I didn't want to like, quick, <laughs> I didn't want to quickly segue into this conversation, but I was pulling up the car for uh, Revolution and I saw the picture that they had posted of Kenny Omega. He looks like a fucking dork. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's like I the, have to send this to you. I have to. I feel like that's the, like, like the, uh, like the big, like oh, the, it's big, the first picture that pops Kenny up. Omega. <laughs> like people are like, Kenny Omega is like, he's like an insanely talented wrestler. But he looks. Oh, he please, does. He does. Like, please, please he go does. to the Discord. Please. He does. <laughs> now, like, he does. I can't deny at, it. Imagine pulling up that picture. And somebody's like, "This is the best wrestler in the world." What are you telling me? Like, I think that's. It works a lot better as a, as a heel than as a face. Him acting right. looking like a dork. <laughs> now, that, I mean, now that we've entered ourselves into the the, the revolution, let's talk about it for a minute because yes. we yeah. haven't started the show since. Kenny Omega turn heel and that big moment happened. What what is your take right so far as Kenny Omega as a heel? Because I have like a completely different interpretation of him that I don't know if it's accurate or if it's like how it's supposed to be. Like I, I want to hear from your perspective first, Chad. I think he's like his heel character basically is just like yeah, I think it's just like him being like an egomaniac. 
Okay. Basically, like all right. That's what I I feel like I feel like he's doing like those like terrible fits on purpose. He's wearing like like cowboy boots with like terrible jeans and like yeah. an awful shirt. Like I feel like he's doing all this on purpose. He's just he's trying to come across as like an out of touch, like egomaniacal, mm-hmm. like loser almost. But like I I feel like I feel like that's like intentional on his part. Okay. All right. That's that's kind of how I perceive it too. But um, Dylan, since you don't watch AEW, what would, what is your overall don't, perspective? Don't, Dylan stepped out for a second. <laughs> you say he's not missing out. No, he stepped out for a second. But oh, he, oh. You said he said in the chat. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I was just saying like I that's kind of how I perceived him though. Like he's like egotistical, but also just like mm-hmm. somebody who like is like out of touch and just like doesn't really know like what's like yeah i feel like he's like trying to force the idea that he's like cool but he's like really a fucking loser like i think that's like part of the because <laughs> that's had, like part of the character i guess yeah right? that segment where he was like reading the kids yeah and i was like this is fucking stupid i was like what's that? <laughs> I, and he has like the pr manager with him he's like oh this is I'm good like PR. this i'm like dude you know you're not this major right like he's i reading. think that's part of i think and that's I was, part of the character i was also pissed because it was a room full of white kids but i mean we're not going to talk about AEW's race politics, at least not yet. There's only oh, that'll come up. That'll come up sometime. That will come up. Because, I mean, quite honestly, we do have a uh, we do have a AEW card to get into, you know, to run down. And, I mean, I want I to get a head count as to how many black performers are actually on the Before card. Before we get into that, we want to talk about the, the Shaq and, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Jay Cargill. Could I'm sorry. I'm that, sorry. Match, that, that match had uh no business being as good as it was yeah. <laughs> but, but it was amazing i, th- I love that it was match, pretty, it was entertaining yeah it was entertaining like jake jake cargo i think she's she's got it like yeah she's definitely got it like she that, that was her first match on national tele- on national television and she i think she delivered like tenfold like she looks like a superstar she like wrestled you, you tell she's like green and stuff like she kept like looking yeah. over, like the camera and like posing and stuff like a but a lot like but like, she's gonna get like better and better like as time goes on i think like she's somebody that you can build around too mm-hmm. like uh, from the women's division the division needs it oh yeah she got all the looks she got all every single one of them looks <laughs> you got the ab muscles you got the, mm, you got the biceps she probably has like the most impressive physique like anybody in wrestling right now no i'm no when remember well when she was first introduced in that terrible god awful brandy rose segment oh my god it was it that segment was so bad i had to show my mom how bad it was and like i wanted to see what her take on it was but when she saw jake cargo she was like who is that yeah she looks legit she said her body is amazing and i said oh yeah it is but yeah, I mean that that's just like that's what you want though and like your rising talent. Like you want that ability to where like when people just like are passing by on TV and like they just like not having any intention of watching wrestling, they see somebody on there and they're like, Who the hell is that? I wanna see more. That means you got a star. She like looked just as like physically imposing as like Shaq did. Yeah. Like standing next she didn't look out of place at all, like standing next to Shaq. Shaq think he the shit for taking that table bump. Yeah. How did he like that powerbomb though? That was I was surprised he did that. And he hit like the Brody Lee taunt yeah, too before he did that. I was surprised the powerbomb too. Like that was clean. Like that so that you, was clean. 
You think they're gonna pull off the Shaq Big Show match since Big Show? Uh, I'm sorry, Paul White. Paul White. Paul White. No, no is now BS. Paul White. Paul, yeah, yo, fuck that no, that T-shirt. No BS, yo, Paul White. So is that implying that he dealt with BS while he was in the WWE? That's no, what I, I think. I think it's just well, it's probably, just, well he did deal with BS, and like they, they turned him heel and face like fifty five times. All right, what the fuck else are you supposed to do with a giant? You supposed to just keep him heel all the time? No, you're supposed to. You're supposed to make him like. He's supposed to have a consistent character with it. Like, I mean, he's a giant. You just have people, like, right, treat him like a giant. giant. <laughs> but, Dylan, before you stepped out, I wanted to ask you real quick, since I know you don't really watch AW, what is your knowledge? <laughs> what is your overall knowledge and perception of the greatest wrestler of all time, Kenny Omega? I'm just kidding when I say that. But, but. Uh, I mean, I know he's, like, a great wrestler now, but, like, I don't know, like you say, he kind of like strikes me as like a dweeb. Like he kind of looks at <laughs> Roman Reigns and he's like, like the universal champion. And like a, he's like a big dude and he wears like a suit and all. And then you kind of look at Kenny Omega and he's like, hey guys. <laughs> exactly. He's like a, he's like a, like he's like the, like when Steve Rogers in Captain America got like the super serum. Whoa. That's what like that's what Kenny Omega turned into. He was like a skinny like. Nerd, and then he got Honestly, he's looked a lot he's better. Like, like jacked up years prior. I feel like now he's kind of like not keeping up that much. He's not shape. as cut as he like. Yeah, he's not as cut. But mm-hmm. even just like the haircut and just like oh the hair. What is going on with that? Uh, like, I don't what know. is going on with like the haircut? Like it looks like a terrible mullet. Him and, and like, then... the hair color is like disgust, disgusting looking. Like what is what is going on with him? Him and the entire company is just stuck in the eighties. Honestly. But um, Dylan, why, why do you? I just want to know, Dylan, why do you choose not to watch AEW? Is it just not not enough time, or is it just you just um, are you a WWE uh, fanboy, or is it like, <laughs> or is it fuck AEW? I mean, I just want to know. I don't. I don't know. I, I never just. I never just really cared enough to like dive into it. Right. Like I feel like WWE was already like a lot. And, like, yeah. they already have, like, three brands. And I was like, damn, do I really want to watch, like, more wrestling? I feel that. No, I, I definitely feel that. That's why I asked because it's totally understandable. Like, it's way too much wrestling to watch nowadays. So, it's, like – wrestling, like, every so day of the week. Wrestling. Every day. It's too much. It's too NXT much. UK, too. I guess that's a good point. I don't, I don't – like, I haven't touched NXT UK. Oh, my God. I, ha- I don't think I've seen a full episode of NXT I've UK. never seen NXT UK. Oh, no. Of course not. Of course not. Far too much. I watch, I've watched, like, UK matches, but – I think it was like Walter matches, like Walter and Tyler Bate match. And that was fire. But I'm like, I'm not watching the show still. I'm not watching the full show. <laughs> I think the last UK thing I watched was one of their like takeovers. And it was uh, Ilya Dragunov versus uh, Walter. Oh, yeah. He, like, they have, oh, some, good, they have some great wrestling. That match is fire. But, but I, mean, I, can't be, I can't be like asked to watch like a full you, show. You like, want to know why? Much, you want to know much. why I don't watch NXT UK, right? My What's assumption that? is that there's no black people in there. I think there's like when you gonna like say you have something against the British? There's two black people ain't enough for me. <laughs> if I can't count the amount of black people, if I don't use all the hands on my finger, all the fingers on my hand, on my one hand to count how many black people on the show, I can't watch it. That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. That is fair. But I mean, hey, I still watch AEW somehow. So <laughs> am I still? Am I still? Do you watch Two or Five Live? <laughs> that's still a show. I think so. I think two five. Like I haven't watched two or five live in like a, probably like two years at this yeah. point. No, I gotta I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them because they're yeah, they're, I do too. They're show. They got some talented ass people in there. It has something going, and then I feel like they kind of just like 
took all the like really established guys off. Like Cedric, like when Cedric, like Ali and Buddy Murphy were on there, I I I used to watch like because like it was really good. Like they used to put on like great matches like every week, and they probably still are putting on great matches. But like I can't I I can't really like care enough to watch. (laughs) I don't understand. Why they can't treat 205 Live like a subdivision of main roster WWE? Like, just because you're on 205, don't mean you can't be on, like, the main roster. You know what I mean? Like, they they could have – Raw could definitely benefit from that. Yeah, but, like, they should have it as a separate show, but also have, like, the main people from Raw and NXT and SmackDown all appearing on 205 Live. Like, you could have – You could have Ricochet fighting Finn. You could have Johnny Gargano fighting Ali. Like, you could be doing – mix and matching everybody just, like – Treat that brand as just like a, just like a basic like a camp. Just like anybody can just go here and pull up. If you in the cruiserweight division, you under two hundred five, you can pull up, you can compete. That's it. Yeah, like imagine like Xavier Woods just like challenging for like the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, like exactly. like, imagine, like imagine doing like a storyline with like he's like trying to get like the two hundred five, basically like that that'd be funny probably like him like like trying to lose a little bit of weight like mm-hmm. cut weight to make. <laughs> to make the, <laughs> That'd be funny. Hey, you, gotta, you gotta stop eating the pancakes. <laughs> yeah. You gotta lay off the pancakes. He's on like he's just on like a sub bike, just like trying yeah. to like lose <laughs> Nah, for real though. I mean, I honestly forgot that the title was on um, NXT. But um, what's his name? Fantasma is tough though. What's his name? Santos Escobar. Yeah, Santos Escobar. Yeah. Escobar. Fuck with him. I, I I mess with that trio. Yeah, that trio is dope. Like NXT, they have like. I feel like NXT as a show, like it hasn't been like as good as like AEW has been like overall. But like I think I like like so like the individual acts more in like yeah. NXT. Yeah, I feel like their stories lack a lot. Like they have a lot of good matches, but mm-hmm. as far as like stories, it's kind of just like I'm gonna attack you. I don't like you now. We're gonna have a really good match. Johnny Gargano stares at his hands. I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that because oftentimes on Wednesdays I'm like. I often gravitate more towards AEWs yeah, like, for some reason. Even though I know the NXT is, like, better, they have the better roster, it's just, like, I go to AEW because, like, I don't really necessarily know, like, what's going to happen, I guess. Like, even if it's good or bad, I'm, like, it could be some trash on there, and, like, I'll be entertained just by how trash it is. Yeah, or, I think that's the thing. Like, <laughs> or, like, or I guess it's also, like, the prospect of, like, I want to see them impress me, whereas NXT is just, like, this constant where it's, like, I know what I'm probably going to get. You know what I mean? It's no I feel like, like they're trying yeah. stuff, like new stuff, like every week. Um, yeah, every yeah. Week. And like, sometimes that's all you want to see. That's, sometimes that's all you want, like just some, just for them to try something. Like, I do like the Kevin Grimes character though. The, like, <laughs> like, he like hit it big on like Wall he hit it big bets. on Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, big. <laughs> yo, that's <laughs> the funniest shit, yo. And I, it like that 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 skit he did with like when he watched like the first half of the Ted DiBiase. I don't know. Yeah, the Ted DiBiase basketball video. And then he tries to yeah. scheme. And he's just like, no, you have to kick the basketball. He's like, wait a minute, I gotta finish the video. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that um, they're doing some fun stuff too. With that Dexter Luna storyline. Uh, I'm I'm a big I, I I'm big on Dexter Luna. No way, Dexter Luna's fucking weird. But, um, yeah. Like, I don't like, know. I just I, like when people have like interesting characters yeah so is he like is he an artist or is he like a rapist is he like no i don't think that that's don't dream tyler again (laughs) yo (laughs) i'm done yo i swear before velveteen got caught they was about to put them in a tag team 
Um, yeah, I, I think oh, they were too. They, they were, were they right? Were, they were because he stuff on TV because stuff. they they hinted at him having like some power where he could like draw the future, and he drew the picture with like him and Velveteen Dream beating Undisputed Era with with the tag team titles. I was about to be like, yo. Now looking back, it's kind of like the perfect parent. I don't know. Like, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was about to go somewhere else. Dexter look at Velveteen and be like, you set up the meet you set up the meeting, nigga. I grabbed the duct tape. You oh, no. oh no. Oh no. Yo. I got dark so fast. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, I did want to talk about I mean, we kinda already talked about it, like our overall thoughts on um the and the Wednesday night wars so far, but um I heard there's rumors that NXT might be moving to Tuesday nights. So, I what do y'all think, think? What do y'all think this would like? How this will affect both brands? Like, where do you th- see this? I going? think that'd probably be the best for NXT at this point because they they've been yeah. losing every week in like the ratings battle, like almost every week, and like they they don't have nearly as much buzz as they had when they first moved yeah. to the USA Network. So, I think it'd probably be yeah. best for for them. Probably best for AEW. It's probably best for like the overall health of like pro yeah. wrestling. For them to be on separate nights with each other, because then like everybody can check out. Trying yeah. to look coherently. Yeah, then everybody can check out like like the show. Like you technically could like record one, but like like you said, there's so much wrestling that like even if I record it, like I'm probably not gonna watch it. Like exactly. Yeah, literally. I definitely think it's the best solution for both companies. Like because you don't like I think both of them evidently will benefit in like ratings because like the divide is just going to shift over to like both on one night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like instead of like splitting up that audience, you kind of just have both of them going to one or the other. And I think that'll show more of what the comp- the competition really shows because it'll like, it'll see who's actually watching like this show completely versus who's actually watching this on Wednesday completely. You know what I mean? Like AEW's like cultivated like their own audience too like over the past exactly like, they have like, they have, a, like their a, own like hardcore AEW audience fans yeah. and that's what's trash though because like they have those fans that'll like ride for them no matter what kind of bullshit they put on TV and it's like that shit yeah. is corny like get out of here I hate that with like both companies like WWE yeah. like, like like there's there's a way to criticize like a company and like be objective or like like. I feel like I feel like it evolves too much into like like this company's better than this company. Like like both companies can have like flaws. And you're, mm. you're not allowed to point them out without it being like some like tribal like like thing. Like oh. people get so defensive. Yeah. Over it. Like I don't get that. I don't get it. Like they, they they all have issues. Like every company has issues that you can point out. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of issues with uh. The fact that this AEW Revolution card has nine matches and I only know about three of them. I feel like they do. I feel like they they might rely like too one much. Of the card. <laughs> they might rely too much on like multi man matches. They do. About how many? How many? How many matches in the card are multi man matches? Like go down the card and like see. All right. Well, let, let's let's run through it from uh from bottom to the top. First, we got the pre show match between Britt Baker and Rebel versus Thunder Rose and Rio. Isn't that? That's, that has no implications behind it, right? I don't think so. Because like, I thought they were real, doing like a tag, a women's battle royal or something. I mean, a women's tournament or some shit. Oh, they, um, they did that. that. That happened on like, that concluded on like, on Dynamite. 
I'm gonna go with Thunder Rose and Rio though. But um, next, I feel like Rio never got a storyline too when she was women's champion. Like they, they, she was the first champ, right? Yeah. They, that I feel like they never did. They, I have. They haven't done anything. I feel like she shouldn't have been division. the first champion. Like she could have been the first champion, but like have a plan to like, have, get, like give them a storyline or something. Like I feel like they just like forget about like their women most. The of only them. memorable storyline with the women was when Britt Baker fought fought um, Big Swole. Yeah, and that, that 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 match like the dentist. And office. then Big Swole won that, and then where the fuck is she now? Yeah, back on dark. Racist, racist ass company. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fucking hate these names. Anyway, um, back to your question. If I count all these, we got a casino tag team battle royal for future AEW title shot. That's a multi man. Mm-hmm. Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. A That's big like, no implications. I guess it's like a blow off to their feud, but like mm, it's a feud over like some like arcade. <laughs> Cassidy and Chuck. Let's go. Big money match where where the winner takes the other's paycheck for like a month or some shit, some dumb shit. First quarter earnings, I think. That's what it was. First quarter earnings. Hangman pay, Hangman Adam Page. They need to get rid of that nickname, by the way. Versus Matt Hangman Hardy. Adam Page. Hangman, yeah. That's racist. Face of the Revolution <laughs> ladder match for a future TNT title shot. Cody Rhodes, of course, versus Penta El Zero Miero. Versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster. Who the fuck is that? Versus TBA. Who do you think the mystery man is going to be? I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. I think. I think maybe uh, Ethan Page. Ethan Page? Oh, from Impact? Yeah, because he just left. So when Big Show said there would be a Hall of Fame signing, was that separate from this yeah, TBS? Yeah, this is separate. This is okay. two. Like, All right, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about that too. Um, for this TBA, hmm, I think Ethan Page is is a nice bet to go on because I, I was gonna say my pick was kind of locked in with what that that Big Show thing was, and I'll save that for later. But I mean, I I don't really know any like other free agents that are out right now. They could maybe. If the, it would be crazy, RVD. Yeah, RVD. Like RVD's old at fuck? this point. But like, if you if you have him for like a ladder match or something, like you do like a few jump games. off a ladder. That ain't, mm. That'd you be kind of hot though. That'd be kind of hot. You don't think fifty RVDs gonna jump off a ladder? <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what they. That seems to be the uh, they target uh, market right now. Them old niggas that was popping off a little bit before. <laughs> Yeah, I think they 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 gotta be careful with that. With the, yeah. How many old guys they keep bringing? Seriously. In. Like, Having a refurbished roster. Oh, what if we get a uh, EC3? No, EC3 just signed ROH. Just, yeah, he just signed exclusive. I don't like uh, the character he's doing. I feel what? like it's like the, I don't like really the, get it. Like the fight club. Yeah, it's just I feel like he's trying to be deep, but he doesn't have the depth for it. Yeah. What about uh Leo Rush? <laughs> Leo Rush? Oh, no? Leo Rush would be amazing. That'd be an amazing song. Leo Rush is um dual champion right now. He's on MLW. I mean not MLW. Wait, yeah, MLW. He's, he's in New Japan too now. Too. Yeah. He's making moves. What about um ACH? ACH? Nah. What about uh Kazuchika well, Okada? I don't think Okada would debut in like that match. In a ladder match? Nah, I mean yeah. like, <laughs> you're right. Okada right. Okada could be though the like the, the mystery reveal. The other mystery reveal. Like that, he's a Hall, Ooh, of Fame, a Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame worthy talent. See, all right, can, let's jump to that then real quick because this Hall of Fame talent he's talking about, is this someone 
that he says I'm wondering if he's talking about somebody who's from the past that has not gotten Hall of Fame recognition yet, or if it's somebody that's like in the future could be Hall of Fame worthy. D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing commentary on Impact, is he not? Yeah, he is. <laughs> but hey, they in bed with D'Lo Impact Brown right is now. A that's what I'm saying. They in bed with Impact right now. They can do anything. Um, I was going to say maybe Christian. Yeah, I, I would love Christian. I was going to say Christian. But uh, a part of me, too, though, also wants to see him and Edge Christian team up, like, one last time. Yeah, that's why – I mean, he did just appear at the Rumble, so I'm kind of worried. I'm wondering if he's, like, signed with them technically. I don't know. Um, what about Carlito? Oh, yeah, that'd be – I don't think I don't think he'd bring Carlito, though, because we just saw him on, like yeah. – I, I mean, I think they might bring him – they could bring him in, like, just, like, separately, but I don't think he'd be, like, a part of, like, this – like announcement. Uh Ryback? Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Ry- Ryback Ryback's a, a YouTuber now. Uh, <laughs> what about Horsewoggle? I feel like that was would be Horsewoggle. I feel like that was like the WWE thing. Like any big reveal, like, oh we don't know who it is. Uh brick glass in, in case they reveal Horsewoggle. Mm-hmm. Bam. <laughs> Perk Angle. Kurt Angle back on oh, perks. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle makes a surprise return, and he says, "Surprise, guys! WWE won't let me take my drugs. I'm back on them." Perk Angle's back, baby. He's in great shape, but like he probably can't move. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, you said Kurt Angle's in great shape? Like, like out outwardly great shape. Like, oh, he, he's like ripped up now, but like he's Is he? like, yeah. Have you seen him? Have you seen him recently? Mm-hmm. Last time I saw his arms look like go, go, Yeah, go to his Instagram. It, it, I saw a video of him. Pouring milk on himself for some reason again. No. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was doing a bunch of weird like clips. I think they go viral. I don't know why he's doing it. I mean, he looks. He looks okay for his age. He don't look like in wrestling shape though. Hold on, he got RVD on his Instagram. Is RVD selling bud? Probably. Yes. He probably is. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, his third picture on here is selling some kind of CBD. So. Not the hey, same, Kurt, but yeah, not Kurt the same, but someone correlated. You said who? Kurt Angle. Yeah, he currently was like all ripped up now, like, but like he can't. I don't think he can move. Like you saw how slow he moved in at the end of his, his W run. Like, yeah. I think he's like his days as like a wrestler are over. Like he's washed at this point. Yeah, and and he's been out of the ring for like two more years at this point. So that that can't be good for like adding to like his ring rust. So I don't want to see him like wrestle again. So really? who is it? And that another question could be though, like, what is this signing actual ring talent because they recently yeah to wrestle yeah somebody to wrestle or a manager? I mean, Big Show's coming in. He said, "I got a lot left in the tank" or whatever. But oh, Mark Henry could it be Mark Henry. I do not want to see Mark Henry. <laughs> um, Big Show's just gonna be on commentary. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like oh. Let's go for let's go for people that are like big swings for the fence. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Whoo! Imagine that. That'd be a, that'd be a huge no. Brock Lesnar. He, I mean, he's not under contract right now, right? He's not. I don't think, and he's not loyal to WWE. Like he's they have money. He's they have money. No one in their company that can actually compete with Brock Lesnar. That could be at all like a. Worthy challenger to Brock or a believable person Brian that could Cage. face off against him. Brian Cage? I don't think Brian Cage. I mean, it would be a cool face off, but no, he can't be Brock. 
I mean, who's who's really believable? He's NCAA. Yeah, I mean, by, like by nobody look, in any company is is believable against Great Khali. It's like wrestling. By looks alone, yo, what if Great Khali come to AEW? Oh God, Great Khali. <laughs> Great Khali is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. But um, like Lesnar, I feel like Lesnar could be like a realistic signing. Like if Tony Khan wants to break open that checkbook, like some of that dip into that Jaguars money, like you know, mm-hmm. like. Brock Lesnar going. I don't care. Like Brock Lesnar, as long as his check clears, like Brock Lesnar doesn't care. What if it's Soldier Boy? <laughs> like, oh, what no. if what oh, if AEW capitalizes off of what WWE can't do, and they're like, "Yo, let's actually go after these rappers." Like, yeah, let's get, get Bow Wow up in here. Let's get Soldier Boy up in here. Let's Fuck get, it, the get, baby like the beat up bitches. Let's bring him up. Oh God, be- <laughs> <laughs> let's get the Yin Yang Twins up here. Yo, that'd be funny. But um, I mean, I, I have no idea. But I, I'm a, I don't. Without saying who it is, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it's not gonna live up to any expectation of hype. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel they, they put themselves in a corner here. They put you themselves say, in a corner. Oh yeah, he said. It some pretty high expectations. Exactly, and it's like it's not really much out there for them to really grasp anybody like that. Unless it's Lesnar. <laughs> Yeah. But who else? Like I'm trying to think like who else like, who's somebody that like recently retired or something. I will pop for the boogeyman. <laughs> How is it? the boogeyman's gotta be like mid fifties at this point? Yeah. Who who else could could it be? I can't we talked think about can't John Cena, but that was like just messing around. John I mean sounds AW. That that would that would literally like rock like professional wrestling to its core. <laughs> I really just feel like it's somebody very minor because, like, this was a seed planted by Big Show. A big Show. It's not like it's not something like that they're like teasing or anything. It's just like Big Show said somebody's showing up. It's so, actually Tony Khan. I think he, I think I saw that he said like on a podcast or something that like it's one of his personal favorite wrestlers. Right. That could be any. That, that so could, it's an old dude. It's somebody old. That's what we know. It could it could be a Japanese wrestler. What about? Know. Like Okada could make sense, like with, with that. Mm-hmm. But I saw too that Okada's been wrestling with like two slip discs in his back, so that doesn't seem like like it's why vi- like he's viable to like be working like much longer for having to take a break. Like that doesn't seem like he's gonna be able to go much longer with that. All right. So Khan said that the person is male and he's one of his all-time favorite wrestlers. So I think with that, oh, people saying CM Punk. People always gonna say CM Punk. It, it, it's always yeah. for every reveal until he comes back. <laughs> if this like, ends up being, if this ends up being CM Punk's reveal, this would be so un- underwhelming. Why? Because like, there's no hype build yeah, around it. And then, I mean, out of all, out of all, <laughs> out of all things, what you your return hype build around it though. Like, like they've been hyping this up. For, like, I <laughs> guess, but like, it should be like in the middle of a match, or like the lights cut out, or something. It shouldn't just be like, oh, we got somebody signed. Who is? I mean, it? this is kind of like that. He's, it's he's Phil Brooks. It's Phil Brooks. I think he owns CM Punk because he because he did yeah, that he UFC when he got his ass beat. Uh, CM Punk shoots down AEW rumors two days ago. I don't think he's gonna do it though. Like I think I don't he's think like, he's gonna do it either. I think he's been done with like wrestling until unless they back up like a Brinks truck to him. He did like, say he's gonna if do. they offer him the right thing, he'll do something. Didn't he say that? Yeah. But what does that mean? Does that mean price or storyline wise? In CM Punk's eyes. 
probably a little bit of both, but but probably like less storyline if they give them more money. <laughs> you probably feel like like you could you can make me lose in like thirty seconds. I don't think people want to admit that CM Punk can't go with half of the talent that's around nowadays. You probably can't. Like he's been on the yeah. ring for a while now, and he's not he like he wasn't like a t- he's never a top. He was mostly like he he sold his matches on the mic basically. Mm-hmm. He could go in the ring, but like not at the level of like the athletes. Oh, oh Marty Scroll got dropped from NJPW. Maybe it's him. Maybe no. he shows. Maybe oh he shows up God. in the ladder match. He could show up in the ladder match. No, no, Marty Scroll. You know why he got dropped? Does he have rape allegations or some shit? Yeah, he he he. Uh, yeah, he like sexually assaulted like a sixteen-year-old when he was like twenty-five. Oh, what no. the fuck? Yeah, that's oh, like a company damn. dropped him. That's like ROH dropped. He was the Booker in ROH. God damn. And they dropped him after that. Literally everybody else on that shitty ass YouTube show called Being the Elite, Joey Ryan, they getting screwed. They wh- who are these guys friends with? Like the, oh man. Oh. Joey Ryan, that did you see him try to sneak back into to wrestling with that with that show, that women's charity show, that sham women's no. charity show? No. They put himself on the poster for. No, that's crazy. Oh my god! Like he, like he, he needs to go away. <laughs> he needs to, he yeah. needs to leave. Like he's well, looking, he's out of jail. What is he gonna do now? He's trying to be like an actor now. The fuck? He can't do anything with that. And he's trying to be, and he's trying to act like he like is like a born again Christian to like, I, like nobody's buying that bullshit. Wow, that's crazy. Well, look, let's let's just take a quick rundown through this card, uh, Chad. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, if you want to participate too and just throw your random guesses out who's going to win, we can all go through it. Um, from the bottom to the top, oh, well, we went through uh, Brit Break and Rebel versus Thunder Rose and Rio. You got Thunder Rose and Rio as well? Yeah, I got Thunder Rose and Rio. All right. Um, I don't really know who's in the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal for the future AEW Tag Team title shot. I think it's been, I think, like, Private parties in it. Private party, okay. Like Butcher and Blade. I was gonna. I mean, yeah, I, I can kind of picture like who's in it just from their tag teams. I want to say, uh, are the um, LAX not LAX? Uh, you know, what I'm talking about. Pride and powerful, yeah. Pride and powerful, that. yeah. Are Pride and powerful in I it? Think, I think they're in it. I want to say they're gonna win in connection to my future prediction for the uh, for the tag team title match that we'll get into. But what do you got? Uh, I think that's the. I actually I agree with that. I think I go proud and powerful too. All right, dope. Um, and then we got Miro and Kip Saving versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Uh, I, I'm going with Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy. I think they need to have like the, the faces win and just like end this feud. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna say that too. Just so um, because what well, he had Chuck Taylor is like his bitch boy for a little bit, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna go Orange Cassidy, and then then we, then we got the big money match. Winner wins the. First quarter paycheck, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. I'm gonna go Obvious answer. Adam Page. Adam Page, baby. Look, Adam Page. <laughs> not <laughs> Matt Hardy. Adam Page. Get Matt Hardy right out the paint. He almost, that thing almost fucked Yeah, th- but think about, though. Like, think about the first quarter earnings. Like, think how much money Matt Hardy makes off of, like, merch and stuff throughout <laughs> his career. And, like, compared to, like, Adam Page's, like – Matt Hardy's a lot more to lose in this match. Yeah, than Adam, Adam Page. Page yeah. I mean, yeah, in kayfabe, this is a really uh, 
very lopsided check. <laughs> yeah. Kayfabe, this is a very important match, all right? There's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of money on the line. Um, Hangman Page. I'm going to go with Hangman Page. Dylan, even though you don't watch AW, please tell me you almost saw Marity kill himself when he jumped off that table. Or what happened? Jumped off that scaffold. Oh my god, crack his head. That was a, that was a while ago, right? Yeah. yeah, it was like in the summer, right? Was it? I think so. was it? time. Yeah. Time is crazy. time is flying. Twenty twenty, but um, yeah, yeah, I think it was like August or something. I forget. But um, next we got the face of the revolution matter match. Lab matter match. Ladder match. Does it matter though? Does is it really a matter matterful match or whatever? Face of the revolution ladder match for a future TNT title shot. Cody Rhodes versus Penta versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus TBA. I got Kenta. I got TBA. Oh, you got Kenta? You said morning? Kenta? Wait. Oh, what if Kenta you pops said, up? Oh, that's a good that's a good prediction. Oh, you said Penta. You said Penta. Oh, Penta. Oh, Penta. At least it Kenta. But now that you I'm going to say I think I'm – I don't want to keep agreeing with you, Chad, but I also want to say TBA. I find that AEW is very predictable. I'm sorry. Like, with their booking typically. But also, is that bad too? Because like, I, feel, I feel like that's like logical storytelling sometimes too. Like, it's, I, just- it's like logical, but sometimes it just seems like too – like. well, the way I'm talking about it is like when you turn on AEW, you can clearly tell who's going to win a match because like they, clearly, they put out everybody that's important versus jobbers. But I mean, like, that's how match. they used to. That's how they used to build up matches, like in like the nine, in like the eighty. That's how like professional wrestling was in eighties. Used to right? be done before like the Monday Night Wars, and like yeah. you had to have like ratings. And like the shit know, is like, trash you know? now because you're competing against another company, and I want to actually see something. I don't want to just like turn on a match and be like, oh, I know who's gonna win this one. Well, I mean, sometimes it's good, but like if you're like, trying to establish like a character or something like a team. Then just have them beat the shit out of like some jobbers for like two. Yeah, minutes. I just don't like seeing it every week in every match. Oh, Max Caster is the dude from um that rap group, the acclaimed, yeah, that whack ass acclaimed. <laughs> With his uh, nursery rhymes. Yeah, are they supposed to be heels or are they faces? Uh, they're heels. They're heels, right? Because they so yeah. nice. So Max Max Caster is the one, the rapping one, right? Yeah. Okay. He's trained by uh, uh he ain't winning. Kurt Hawkins. Oh wow. That's some excellent Kurt training he's doing right there. That's that's a, <laughs> that's some elite training. Yeah, he actually is though. Like he's MJF. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, that, that changes the narrative a little bit. But um <laughs> I'm gonna also go with TBA. Uh but what I'm confused about this is, and I guess we can jump to this match, isn't Ricky Stark supposed to be feuding with Darby Allen right now for this title? I mean, well, he is feuding with them. He's in that, that street Yeah, fight. that's what I was about to say. The street yeah. fight is with Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Um, see, this is corny. I want to say Brian Cage and Ricky Starks because I want them to win. Yeah, I, I want them to. I think they should win, too. I think I Sting, want, it's probably going to have Sting win. Like, Well, why? Why do we need Sting beating your two, like, young guys? High, yeah, two young, like, hot talents. I really want Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is probably my favorite. They've barely shown him, but Ricky Starks probably like. Yo, Ricky person. Starks, he's got. I think he's got like. It. He has like he's rock. Really, he should like be rock like, level talent he or should like be AEW, rock level potential. Like in the next two years, if he's not AEW like champion, like world champion, like something yeah. went wrong. Like they have some shit to answer to if he's not like world champion in the next like few years. I know everybody's saying this, but his entire aura just like screams the rock to me. It does. Like, just the way he dresses and, like, the way he, like, performs on the mic. His delivery. Carries himself. It's very, like, 1999 rock. With, like, the $10,000 shirts that you used to say yeah. before. 
I'll fuck with it. So yeah, are you going with? Do you think they're they'll get the W, or you think they'll just pull a Sting? I and think Darby? I think Sting and Darby are gonna win. Damn. All right. Well, I'm pulling for Ricky and Brian. Um, AEW Women's Championship. We got Ukaro Shida versus Ryo Mizu, Mizunami. Yeah, he won like the 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 women's uh, tournament. Let me see had, who that like, is. They had almost exclusively on YouTube. Yeah, well, that what a way to uh, promote your women's division, right? I feel like I feel like they they keep doing this straight to Blu-ray like tournaments. <laughs> straight to Blu-ray. Oh, I saw her before. That's the joint I got the uh, the dyke haircut. Jesus. <laughs> I I ain't lying, but um, I'm gonna go with Carl Sheeta, obviously. And uh, still, yeah, I'm going Sheeta. All right. This. I feel like I feel like every company right now, like. Besides NXT, is just doing uh, like a really shit job with like, the women's divisions. NXT is the only amazing women's women's like, division. Like um, Raw is just nothing. I mean, well, NXT is arguable <laughs> that the women's division is like the highlighted show. They have like so much talent there. Like even the tag yeah. championships, like what's going on? Yeah, there? but that's like another story. Yeah, what was up with that? They need a unify, maybe. But weren't Naomi and Lana supposed to be like number one contenders? Well, we're happy that. They went in like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened. They don't do enough of Naomi at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a that's, problem. That's going to be a, a topic for another time, boys. Yes, it is. Um, speaking of tag teams, we have the greatest tag team in the world, the Young Bucks. Ha! Versus Chris Jericho and MJF. Um, who you got? I feel the Young Bucks like just won this. Like, actually, when was the last pay per view? How long have they been champions for? Probably like three months. The last pay per view. But I feel yeah. like I feel like they're gonna keep it though, because like I feel like they want like the young bucks to be like like the cornerstone of yeah. the, like, the tag team division. So I think they're gonna like get like the win, and then like this is gonna cause like some issues between like MJF and like Chris Jericho, and like they're gonna like advance the storyline with like inner circle like okay having like infighting. Um, I kind of agree with you on that point that it's going to lead to more infighting, but I think Jericho and MGF are going to come away with the tag team titles to go on to face Pride and Powerful for those titles, and that will be the official split off between the group. Like, I think the way they're going to have it is, like, Jericho basically sacrificed his entire group just to be paired up with MJF, like, because after, oh, yeah. after he paired up with him, basically everybody else just starts falling off, and it's just like, no, nah, fuck this. Also, with the Young Bucks, I mean – they got the titles. I feel like they don't really need to hold them like that because, like, yeah. for one, is their company. It looks kind of corny. Two, they're corny. Three, um, yeah, that's it. That's all that needs to be said. Fuck the Young Bucks, nigga. Man, you hate you hate everybody in the elite. Like, you, you got some visceral. I like I like Kenny Omega. All. I like Kenny Omega. You just called him a dweeb. I mean, He's a dweeb, but I like him. <laughs> The Young Bucks. Just because he's a dweeb doesn't mean I don't like him. Yeah, I have a weird relationship with the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like they're so corny. Like, they just like they love themselves. So you can tell they really like think they the shit. Like, they think they the best thing ever because they fucking started out wrestling on trampolines and then became wrestlers and then like made a YouTube show about being wrestlers and like they think they're so famous. And they made a couple, like, I mean like I mean I can see why. Uh yeah. I yeah. Best, I mean I don't think the best tag team, but I can see why they think Yeah, they're but like it went from also, like a trampoline to like how starting much, a wrestling company that's how like much on cable TV. 
how much of their like run and their hype though has been hinging on the fact that they got pushed up be just being in the bullet club. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's just they, a like, lot they give they're given a lot of credit for like shit that they for, like, I think they, they when they joined the bullet there. club, like that enhanced it. Like like yeah, Finn Balor. Yeah, with, with yeah. Finn Balor, like I would say so. Gallows and Anderson, like all like the original group, like that that's yeah. what like Brought, like, I'll give them credit for that. Like they've always had like the fan base and like I guess like the. Uh, I understand why they're, like the polarizing and stuff. Like, yeah, I understand why exactly. people don't like them. But in a match, they do like they do pretty spectacular things. But to me, when I watch them, it just feels so carny. Like it feels like I feel like if this was the NBA, they're the Harlem Globetrotters, basically. Like they, they are just like there to to put on like a circus. Like they're like the halftime boys doing like springboard jumps onto fucking trampolines and dunking. Like it's not believable. All their matches just seemed like rehearsed. I know matches are like it sounds goofy just saying that, but it's like if I can watch wrestling and like I can't really like submerge myself in it and like suspend my disbelief, then it's not like it's not good to me. Like I'm just looking at it like, oh, I can see that you timed this out for this. For this spot that happened at this, and like, yeah, like it's just. I think sometimes they go too. Yeah. They go too long with their match. Like they put too much in. I feel like if they cut out like twenty percent of like what they do in some of the matches, it would make it like better. Mm-hmm. You know, like more impactful. Like there's too many like kickouts of like insane moves. Like what you exactly. can saw like a, a pile driver like moonsault like like in the kick out like at two. Like what are we doing here? All right. And it seems like when they wrestle with people, like, it seems like a lot of the, like, performers just, like, have to, like, put themselves on hold just to, like, do shit for the Young Bucks. Like, it just seems like, it just seems like in the back, they just probably like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You're going to run to the ropes. I'm going to duck. <laughs> and then I'm going to kick in your fucking face. <laughs> and then he's going to turn around. He's going to flip on you. He's going to give you a move to And then you're going <laughs> to, like, it just seems like, they, it seems like they just book, it just seems like they book themselves into, like, succeeding in every single way. Like, even when I was watching, like, Being the Elite, they would have, like, they would have, like, moments where, like, they would be at the indie shows, and then, like, they would just be, like, putting the fucking, like, other performers and, like, sharpshooters and just, like, talking on the mic for, like, two minutes while they're in the sharpshooter. I'm like, this is some dumb shit. And then the crowd would just be eating it up, like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> the young it, so that's the thing, though. It, like, works for their audience. That's what I'm saying. Their audience just pipes them up, and sometimes it's like, okay, what that did was cool. That was a cool spot, but other than that, it's like, you really haven't evolved as a character or like your character really isn't preventing much other than being like this kind of like fourth wall breaking wrestler who's like a fan of wrestling that is a wrestler does that make sense (laughs) that's like that's what they are to me like they remind me of niggas basically that that's like you like that wrestled as young boys which they are that became wrestlers like they like doing super kicks they like doing crotch chops like dx nigga that's what i did when i was a fucking playing around wrestling with my friends in the backyard i would be super kicking all the time because i couldn't do a shit else i'll be jumping (laughs) off shit because i couldn't do shit else I don't think you're doing moonsaults. <laughs> I wasn't doing no moonsaults, but hey, I, had no trampoline. I didn't have no trampoline. If I had a trampoline, I'd be doing moonsaults. But you get what I'm saying? Like, they, they just remind me of, like, fans who became wrestlers. And, like, they just think they the shit. Well, I feel like that's, like, a lot of people in wrestling. That's, like, that's, like, yeah. most of, like, but it's very, it's very evident in them. I feel like that happens, like, look at NXT. I, I feel like a lot of NXT big matches, like, Shawn Michaels, like, tribute matches, 
Because he, like, he's like the producer. Like, yeah. look at every big match with John Gargano. There's always a spot where somebody kicks out of two after some like insane move that he does. Oh, yeah. And then he looks at his it's hands. He's like, what have I done? With like that blank like, look in his eye. It was just like that shell shot look in his eye. He's like looking at his hands like every single match. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that was like a Shawn Michael Johnny, staple. Come on, we rehearsed this. <laughs> that was like, a Shawn Michael staple. Like he always do that. Like, yeah. really, like, so I kick out like on one of his like big moves and he'd be like, like, would shake his head like, oh, what's going on? I mean, I will admit though, young bucks are like they're talented. Like they have, they have athletic ability. And generally, when I do watch young bucks matches, I'm I am pretty like entertained. And credit to them, that young bucks versus Adam Page Kenny Omega match was still the greatest tag team match I've ever seen in my life. I think that so. was. I don't know if that's the greatest, but like that was that was an amazing. I can't. Match. I, I can't think of anything I, different. I can't. Think I thought it went on. I honestly thought they like kicked out like one too many times. <laughs> no, it was perfect. But um, finally, we have the main event of the evening, which could lead in death of one of these superstars. <gasps> Are you ready? Is it serious? This is going to be an AEW World Championship exploding barbed wire death match between oh, challenger wow. John Moxley, <laughs> Dylan, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Versus Kenny Omega. Dylan, did you even know this was happening? I. Did not. Well, yeah, it's happening, baby. I mean, it's called an exploding barbed wire death match, but you can also call it an uh, ultimate fraternity leave match for John Moxley. No, yeah, he's he's getting he's getting murked in this he's match. He's getting murked so he can go home, <laughs> kill Renee for a little bit. I, I think like this is actually I think this match is actually gonna be like very violent because so? John Moxley, yeah, John Moxley. I think he like he's like because one of his big things in WWE like he left was he felt like he wasn't like delivering on like his like promises that he was yeah. making in his promos like when he like said, oh only by I'm not hurting myself enough yeah basically and like like like, like think about like like that like Brock Lesnar match that he had with at WrestleMania with him like that match sucked like that that, that like that match was that match was like nothing it was like he got like a few shots in on Lesnar and then he gave him like an F5 and like some chairs and like that was it but, like, in the lead-up, he was, like, saying, like, oh, he was going to, like, dismantle Brock Lesnar. He had all these, like, weapons. had, like, barbed wire and, like, a chainsaw and, like, a bunch of other bullshit. And then he, he ends up demolished. using, like, none of it. He's, <laughs> he's, like, a kendo stick. Like, I think in this match, he's actually going to, like, get, like, get, like, fucked up in this match. Like, he's going to get, he's going to, like, take the barbed wire. He's going to probably yeah. get, take some thumbtacks. I think like, him and Kenny are, like, going to go all out because they both are type of dudes who feel like they have something to prove. It's kind of backwards for Kenny Omega though, because he's like supposed to be the heel, but he's like, let's do this death match. Like <laughs> he's like because like, he, he wants to he wants to get rid of like John Moxley. Oh okay. Oh yeah. I guess that was like his like thing. Yeah. He wants to like get rid of him for good. Yeah. Or you yeah. even find exploding barbed wire. That's the thing. It's just I like guess, I guess it's like tripwires. Pyro is it, I don't know yeah. I don't know how they fucking do like do these matches like I don't know. Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I'm like, well, how does the match work? Because it's like, if you hit the ropes, does it like blow up? Because like they have them like in like Japan, like if you like see them like on like YouTube or something, like they had like exploding like barbed wire, and then like, like there's like explosions that happens like when they hit like I think it, I guess it's like some kind of trip wire that like, sets up some kind of like explosion or something. Is it an actual explosion? Like I don't th- I, I don't think so. It's yeah. got to be some like pyro or something. 
If or I don't something. see blood all in the ring, I'm mad. And I'm I don't see guts. You want to see like their, you see like like their arms getting like. I want to see fingers flying. I want to see somebody ear fucking dangling. I don't know, but I got Kenny Omega. I got Kenny Omega too. I think he's gonna hold the title for like for for the next year or until until what what is there like big pay per view like Uh, all out uh, all out I guess it's like the end of summer. So I think until then, and then Adam Page is gonna like beat him. He's gonna throw him for the title. Oh, that would be a great build up. Cause, cause he's been like the odd man out, like yeah. of the elite the entire time, and he had the first chance, the first crack at like the AEW World Championship too. Is the elite and like, it comes thing? full circle. Are they still a thing? I don't, I don't think they are. Cause like Cody kind of like, has his own just, thing like, going on. It is like the nightmare factory it has like ten different people every other week that could like, join. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's basically just like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega at this point, like that are like the elite. I guess. But then Kenny started running off with the uh, go. Oh, my cat's telling me uh, saying wrap it up. up. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but um, he's been running around with the Good Brothers or whatever the fuck they're called. And yeah. I was initially hyped, just like off of the idea of him them like connecting all the shows and everything. But, I mean, I don't know how much further it's going to go at this point. Like, it seems like it's kind of dying down now, right? I think, too. And they did the Moxley match that just happened, like, last week. I think, too. Like, they need to have, like, impact. Like, like get more shots in. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's been, like, very lopsided. Like, AEW's been, like, kicking, like, Impact's ass. Like, Rich Swan needs to, like, come to, like, AEW. Like, the Impact yeah. champion needs to come. AEW. Like, we can't just like go to Impact. Like have like the AEW guys like invade Impact. They just like go on their show and just like run to like run those fake commercials about AEW. Yeah, like, like <laughs> at some point, like they didn't have another show. Like you're just like kicking like somebody rather down basically. Or it's like, haha, we have more money than you. Like, <laughs> we can do whatever the, we want. Like what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of those of those commercials uh, at this point? Hey. <laughs> Like, is Tony Khan going to take a bump or something? Like, what's going on? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. But, hey, that's that's that just follows along with a lot of what AEW is. I don't know where this is going. But I guess the thing we'll is, too, like, I feel like, I feel like that happens a lot. But then, like, they somehow end up, like, entertaining, like, final product <laughs> with it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, where is this going? And I'm like, oh, that's actually – I actually, like, like, that actually ended up good. Like, with the Shaq encoded thing, I was like, this is just – pointless like like why like why why are they feuding like why is this match even happening yeah but then like they had the match and i was like it actually turned out like really well <laughs> check just wanted his moment i give him credit though like that he, he, he took he took a he took a pretty big bump through two tables to yeah. the floor yeah i saw that i was like really <laughs> <laughs> Like the slowest fall. <laughs> you see how he like tapped Cody after he was yeah, like, he was like, he's like get right. off me. He's like, right. <laughs> I thought it was more like a get the hell off me. <laughs> he's like, all right, get up now. <laughs> he's like, okay, I had enough. Dang. Why do they have him disappear from the ambulance too? What? I didn't, didn't see that far. I didn't, didn't see that far in this show. You didn't see that? Like when they got like they had him like get like carted off like after the match, and then they go to the ambulance and like. Wait a minute, Shaq's gone. 
<laughs> we've like talked about that like after <laughs> like what like why why, why, do you, why do you disappear what you happened in the did somebody kidnap him like what but he's like, inside the nba like the next day <laughs> hey so shake what happened to you last night he's like oh, i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right, we need charles barkley <laughs> to make charles Bar- Ooh, i want him to get, i want him to take a bump too <laughs> i don't Char- like charles barkley right what do you say? You don't. You say why you don't like him? You know I don't like him, right? Oh, you don't? No. I I can see why. I can yeah. See all right. Cool. Cool. All right. As long as we don't have to question him. All right. Uh, all that, right. that that one show he did. You know. Like, We're gonna start dialogue. Oh yeah, but it was before that too. I knew I knew he had that in him. I knew he had that cool side of him. You see his face. <laughs> you see his. Yeah, you, you had the coon detector. He looks out. like a raccoon. Yeah, you, you had yeah the, the coon detector. Out. I was beeping. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, I think we did like a good. This is a very long episode. It is. It is a very in the long. future, they will We're most cut likely not be this probably. long. Yeah, but I'm glad we we made it here. I'm glad we got this uh, first one in the books. Got the ball rolling. I'm not really sure how else to sign out this show. I, in the future, I would like <laughs> to have. I would like to have some sort of like a moment of the week type of thing. This is like a pilot episode, basically. Yeah, this is a pilot. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough in some spots, but Very it's, rough. It's stick, this with is, it's rough. stick with us. It's a rough draft. Yeah, it's it's a rough draft, basically. Yeah, it's rough. We didn't we didn't have a title really. To, to this we don't, yeah, we don't even know if we can call it the high spots. <laughs> so we had to toss the title out <laughs> so we don't yeah. get sued. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah, we can make it like on Patreon to contribute to a legal fund. <laughs> um, let's say. I don't know. Maybe should we do like a predictions thing to end it off, or should we do like a? Did we not just do predictions? Uh, yeah, we did do predictions. A favorite, do like uh, a a wrestler to watch for the next week. I guess. Oh yeah, that's wrestler a good, to that's watch good. for the next week. Mm. All right, who wanna go? I'll say. Oh, that's too easy. I was gonna say. Uh, I'll say Apollo Cruz. Oh, I was gonna say that too. You took mine. <laughs> um, well, first initially I was gonna say um, Mr. Langston, but he's coming back. They promoted him coming back, and Apollo Cruz challenged him for the IC title. I think Apollo might take it from him. I'm very interested. I'm actually like interested, very interested in that storyline. Like, like I said, like I'm keeping my eye on like how they handle this new Apollo Cruz character because I think he has potential to be like great and like, propel him to the main event, but it also has like potential to like go south very quickly. So yeah. keep my eye on that. Dylan, who you got? Lashley. I got Lashley. Bobby. Oh, that's a good one. The Lashley. Almighty. Hey. Lashley, Lashley. What was Lil Rush doing? He was managing him. Lashley. 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 Any specific reason as to why you pick Lashley? Like, what do you think? What do you think is the first segment that pops off, like, on Monday, like, when we see him? I feel like we're going to figure out what his direction is going to be going towards WrestleMania. I feel like that's interesting. I need the most interesting thing Raw has got right now. Yeah, definitely. I need I'm saying all... that, and I may not even watch Raw. I'm probably just talking about, you know, Superstar to watch on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I need all of her business to come out, like, to start Raw, like, in suits with, like, the titles on them, MVP with, like, his, like, cane that he has now because his knee injury. Like, I yeah. need them to just, like, talk, like, cash shit. Start <laughs> yeah, wait, why does MVP come out with a crush? He need to come out with a cane. 
Yeah, I think he did. I think he, he did. He comes out with a cane? Week. Okay. Yeah, okay. last week was like the first time he had like the cane. Yeah, that's more swag. Well, uh, Chad, who do you have for a wrestler to watch next week? Oh, I just said like Apollo Crews. Apollo as well? All right. Yeah. Two for Apollo. All right. I guess I guess I had to change it like Bianca Belair just Bianca? to see like yeah just to see like what what she does to help. Them. I don't think they're gonna advance the storyline like too much, like because they they're doing like the tag team championships. Yeah, she gonna bench press Reginald. They gotta make it feel like a main event. They gotta yeah. get Reginald out of that. That's that's that's, that's part of the way to to help me make for more like a main event. Like get Reginald out of the storyline, but I don't think that's gonna happen because they had like Nia Jax like talking to Reginald. Actually, got fired. Yeah, he like stole Paulo Carmelo's TV time. It's kind of funny. Oh, he did. He really did. Like they brought in Carmelo with this like new character, and then he ends up like outshinier. It's <laughs> like, damn. What do I do now? Damn, I forgot this UFC fight was on. It might be over by now. Is he win? I think Izzy took the sure. W. Oh yeah, but well, all right, boys. This has been a great first episode. Very excited for the future of this pod. Thanks yeah. for joining us tonight. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties in the beginning, but now we, we got our groove in. We know we know where we're going now. And a nice, nice little flow going on. All right. Well, we'll be back again. out of here. We'll be back again next week with probably with an official title to the show. As for now, though, thanks for listening. You can find us on uh, – you can find me on Instagram at Vince McMahon. Anybody else want to send out a plug? You can give your plug, you know. I guess he's following me on Twitter. Wow, gentlemen. Check out him. And you can follow me on Twitter at Summer Sensei. You know. And that's it. All right, y'all. Doses. Peace. Peace.